0: I've always just want to explore and go to different places because I'm naturally curious. Mm-hmm. Like how I was when I was a little girl, I want right. to go this place. What's over there? Yeah. I don't care if it's dangerous. Let's go. <laughs> yeah
1: so you're one of those, right?
0: I'm, I'm one of those. We're like, yeah. oh shoot,
1: it's crazy. But yeah. Yeah,
0: let's go see what's up. You know, at the end of the day, we're all just human beings. I feel like even though, even if you go to a lot of dangerous places in the world, you can still connect with people. Because we're all human beings living in planet Earth, just living in a different world, like, you yeah. know, different worlds in our minds.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Bliss Seekers podcast. Our podcast was created to inspire people to find their true purpose and follow their bliss. Check us out on Instagram at Bliss Seekers. Check us out on YouTube at the Bliss Seekers. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Make sure you hit the notification bell as well. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the show. So this episode today, we're going to just have a conversation, right? Uh, Joe and I, we, um, we've we been friends for a couple of years now. We met uh, about three years ago and just kind of clicked. And, you know, I, had, I was doing my thing, she was doing her thing, but we're both very creative people. Mm-hmm. And um, we decided to have a conversation to let everybody know what we're all about, why we're here, you know, why you want to listen to this podcast and just kind of get to know each other. So... Yeah, welcome. Uh, in this podcast, you'll get to know us. You'll get to hear, you know, what, uh, what we're doing as far as following our bliss, like why we're doing this and, you know, our main goal, at least my goal, and then you can also share um, your goals is, is just to show people that, hey, it's never too late or never too soon to follow your bliss, uh, find your purpose and do your passion. So uh, welcome. Um, so I guess, <laughs> go ahead, Joe, go ahead and, uh, and give us a little bit. Uh, tell us, you know, your thoughts.
0: Like he said, we met like three years ago Uh, from the moment. The first time we met, we were just talking, talking and talking. Um, Must have been like an hour or so. But, you know, we realized we have a lot of things in common and he reached out to me not too long ago. And he knows I love traveling. I love photography. I love art. I love culture. And, you know, we both like growth mindset and personal development type of stuff. So that's why we're starting this. And, you know. Yeah. see where he goes
1: yeah and uh, uh please forgive the no headphones because we're still figuring it out but you know they say they say done is better than perfect right so yeah we're actually getting we're actually getting getting this done right and it's going to get better this this will be the number one podcast in the world i guarantee you that's our goal our goal is to travel inspire people um do what we love follow our passion follow our bliss and then hopefully inspire people uh, on the way so Let's talk about uh, a couple things. First and foremost, um, I guess, uh, Joe, you live in uh, San Francisco area, mm-hmm. right? San Francisco. Tell us a little bit about living in, in San Francisco.
0: Oh, man. I'm, u- I'm very much used to the East Bay weather. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cold. It's windy. Um, I, we do get some hot days here and there, but you know, every morning it's always going to be foggy. Um, whenever I do travel out of San Francisco, I always have to consider what the weather is going to be in Oakland, Berkeley, Vallejo, Richmond, um, just in other places. But um, living there, um, my neighborhood is pretty safe. Um, it's quiet. I see the same thing outside my window every day, even though the whole world, there's a lot of things going on in the whole world. Um, I look outside the window. It's almost surreal because like, it's so peaceful and quiet and yeah. empty. Yeah. And I'm just gone about my day. Yeah. yeah.
1: Most people would think San Francisco is like crazy, yeah. like city life, like loud, like always happening. So the part that you're in is, is very, it's, uh, very yeah. It's right
0: next to Lake Merced. So okay. basically, they built this development. It's basically the concept is like a city in a city.
1: A city in a city.
0: Yeah, like in San Francisco. So like whenever you go around that area, it's a whole different vibe okay different place yeah considering different parts of san francisco okay yeah
1: so you you mentioned um you were used to the east bay yeah uh so that's where you're originally from east that bay?
0: yeah i i grew up so I, I basically i was born in the philippines i came here when i was 10 years old and i grew up in the bay area but i mainly grew up in the east bay okay yeah i want to say like vallejo richmond san pablo i uh lived in hayward uh, Union City, Concord, um, but yeah, I, I've gone to school in Berkeley, Oakland, um, yeah. Wow, all over so, all over yeah. the East Bay. <laughs> 510, my Five. phone number is 510, so yeah. <laughs> there you go,
1: 510, right? <laughs> That's my
0: forever area code, for sure.
1: Okay, forever area code. Yeah. I guess that makes sense, because um, I grew up in the South Bay here, like, yeah. you know, we're in San Jose right now, and I grew up in the South Bay, I'm a South Bay kid, you know, but if you're... If you're familiar with the Bay Area, if you're here, if you're not from here. Uh, there's like the East Bay, there's the South Bay, there's mm-hmm. the North Bay, and, yep. you know, and uh, and the peninsula and all that. So um, my area code's 408, mm-hmm. right? And so I didn't move away, and um, I don't think I ever changed my area code, which is kind of funny because I lived in Southern California. Yeah uh and i lived in florida and i think i always had a 408 area code so that's true Mm -hmm. um so you're a 510 and i'm I'm
0: a a 510 girl for (laughs) life yeah there
1: you go but then you mentioned that you're originally from the philippines yeah Yeah. i was born there so you're born there so tell us a little bit about that
0: yeah so um i i remember when i was five years old um I remember hearing from my, you know, my my mom and my aunts and them like, oh, you're, you know, we're going to we're going to America. Basically, they started petitioning us when I was five years old. And then it took five years, five years for us to come get to America.
2: Wow.
0: I, I had no idea. Like, I was just, I was just a little kid and just, you know, living my life, playing, playing with my friends, like uh-huh. going to school. And um, next thing you know, it's time to go. Uh-huh. And I remember, I just remember feeling that like, oh, my God, I'm about to leave my friends. Yeah. I'm about to leave my cousins and my relatives and the people that I've grown to love and grew up with and you know, considered like, wow, these are my family and even my neighbors, you know. And I, I remember feeling like feeling that pain in a way, like that yeah. trauma as yeah. a ten year old. And I was like, I am about to leave these people. Yeah. And I remember feeling that sadness. And then I realized there's nothing I could do. I just have to keep keep going. Yeah. yeah.
1: That oh I mean just thinking about that like i've never had to leave like a country you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like especially being you know five years old or 10 years old like um it was cool that you were actually aware of that like i'm actually leaving you know what i mean yeah i mean what what was that like like what was your feelings what were your thoughts like
0: yeah so I, i think i could remember um i think when i was five years old i think i just remember like them mentioning at one point right of course i was five like what the hell am i gonna remember right but uh from then on when you know when that when it happened you know step by step year by year whatever like when when i was 10 years old i was like holy shit we're really leaving you know and i remember just i remember saying bye to my friends and i just i just i could remember this feeling of like in a way like emptiness Mm -hmm. because you know like like i said i I, I got a lot of my bliss. There you go. Like, a lot That's of my secret, excitement. Right? Um, When I was in the Philippines, when me and my friends would just go outside, go play in the rain. Right. Go play outside in the rain. It's yeah. like, it's you don't have to spend anything, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. You don't have to go too far. If there's like a, a not a tsunami, what do you call that? Like the...
1: Uh, 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 shoot, it's on the tip of my time. Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll get where, back to it. Yeah. When it rains go, a right? lot. Yeah, Yeah. I, like I,
0: heavy, heavy rain. Uh. There's a
1: typhoon, typhoon or something. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. A rainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, 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 look forward to going outside and and, and oh. uh, playing the rain. That's wow. one of the things I miss the most uh, living in the Philippines, living in a, a tropical country. And after we just play, we just go back inside the house and obviously take a shower mm-hmm. to clean up. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, you know, was was really uh, nice enough to let us do that whenever it rains. So yeah. That was really cool. It was. It was nice, and then I remember me and my friends would just go outside and go play, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever before video games started happening, obviously. But yeah. we would have like different toys to play with and stuff, and just interacting like that was a really amazing social life, I would yeah. say. You know, um, they don't do that.
1: They don't do that anymore these days.
0: Yeah, because they're all they're all about technology mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, I remember me and some of my friends would even like. Hop on a jeepney and then commute and go somewhere else. I forgot where we would go, but. Hop on a what? Hop on a jeepney? What's that? You know the jeepney, like the the ride? It's like a tuk tuk. Oh, but the, like the bigger, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B- the bigger okay. one. Okay, all right, like gotcha. A, okay, I'll show you a photo. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't so been in the Philippines yet. So, we'll, <laughs> when we
1: get a real cool podcast, we'll be able to pull it up, kind of like Joe Rogan. We'll have the, the producer I'll show you pull photos. it up. Yeah. Um, so what's it called again
0: a jeepney jeepney yeah okay. like, like a jeep and a knee. like a
1: no
0: <laughs> i'll show a photo anyway okay. um i remember hopping on that i remember like feeling a little nervous because i was like going somewhere else where i shouldn't go and yeah. i was like dude i was like maybe nine years old i wasn't yeah. even 10 yet oh. going somewhere to my friends I, I don't remember where we went maybe see another friend um I do remember getting in trouble when I got back home. My mom was like worried, sick, like, where were you? And got whooped and stuff.
1: But yeah. Anyway. Um, Another thing they don't do anymore, whoop your yeah, kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And,
0: yeah, You know, some when there's no school any other days, we would just go outside, go play. Yeah. It was exciting. Yeah. You wake up early in the morning, you just go. Yeah. Do what, whatever
1: you, you mentioned. The rain was your favorite. What was it about the rain that like? Did you feel like you were in a different place? Like, it
0: was cooling because it it's hot as hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hot as hell in the Philippines. It's no AC, right? Very yeah. humid. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't. I don't live in an AC air conditioned environment. Yeah. Growing up in the Philippines, so the rain was very cooling. Yeah, and like just it's like you're taking a shower <laughs> outside yeah. without actually taking a yeah. shower and just playing, and so, then um. It would get a little flooded a little bit yeah. um, in certain areas, but we just kick the water yeah. to someone. And just like, Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I guess it makes sense because it's kind of like have fun, but also cool down and yeah, feel good cool at down. the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tropical. So yeah. you mentioned the Philippines is tropical. Is it because I used to live in Florida for mm-hmm. a little while, and that was the first time I ever experienced tropical mm-hmm. weather, right? Yeah. But what I remember was it rained every day but it would only rain for, like, an hour or two. Uh-huh. But it'd be, like, an absolute storm, mm. and then it's beautiful. Like, yeah. Is that kind of how it was in the Philippines, no. or would it just continue to rain? No. no? There's, there's
0: different seasons um, in the Philippines. So there's, like like I said, the typhoon season. Typhoon, yeah, um, okay. That usually, from what I can remember, it usually happens, like, sometime in the end of the year. I'm so, not, like, December? I don't remember. But, like, because I remember when I was there back in 2011, Um, I think o- October um so august was it august september october for two months i was out there for two months um it rained a majority of the time
1: (laughs) oh wow (laughs) i
0: think that was the typhoon season yeah yeah Yeah, so i can't really remember what
1: they say the the rainy season in tropical areas is actually the most beautiful though is that, is that the same in the Philippines? How I'll, is that beautiful? <laughs> it, like,
0: destroy. There's, like, landslides. Like, mud, oh, okay. you know, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. It, well, it does destroy a lot of places. Because
1: I, I went to Costa Rica, and they say the rainy season is the most beautiful there because it's green and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah. okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But not yeah. in the Philippines?
0: Not where I came from. No. <laughs> Shit would get destroyed. Like, oh, wow. Things, a lot of things will get destroyed. So and there's, like, like, a lot of heavy rain. Yeah. Because there there is a lot of poor people out there. Yeah. Right? Like. I've seen houses that shouldn't even be in a living condition. Right. You know, there's houses where there's no roofs. Like, how are there people living there? I yeah. don't understand. You know, stuff like that. You know, Im- imagine when it rains. Yeah, so, so rain could be like stuff, your house is there's gone. There's a lot of destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens when typhoons, these and oh, That's crazy. Yeah, heavy rain.
1: I don't know if you watched that show, the 90 Day Fiancé. Are you familiar no. with that show? So
0: I'm familiar, but I don't, I don't you know. You know, that guy with it. no
1: neck, right? Yeah. Like a big Owl or whatever, or Big Ed. I'm oh, sorry, I think his name is Big Ed. Anyways, he, he met this Filipino girl and he went to her town, her poor village. Right. And literally it was the houses you're talking about, like the wiring, you could see it. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. uh, he had, uh, he took a bath, but you know, their shower is not like a shower. It's like a hose and scrub yourself and, Mm -hmm. um, and the father said, I want to shower with you. He didn't get it at first, but it was just like, dad shorts on, uh, right? Yeah, but it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's a traditional Filipino thing. It's not
0: a traditional thing, but like, I mean, people have done that. Yeah. Like friends or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to shower and yeah. that your clothes on or whatever. And I've showered outside, but uh-huh. with my clothes on. Okay. Just, you know.
1: Yeah. So, so. <clears throat> Uh, and then it, so like it, I guess I can kind of understand like what you're talking about like the 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 homes some of the homes are not like the best and yeah
0: house. it's not a
1: so no. was your home kind of like a a good home or it, was it was
0: a it was a good home Yeah, okay. we, we definitely have roofs under our head um yeah it was like more of a like a apartment like compound okay like all the all the houses are like right next to each other yeah. kind of thing but it's a, a apartment comp- compound okay um our living condition was pretty decent you know um it, it's safe enough and stuff so yeah
1: so is there like in the philippines because i know it's a, it's a poor country <laughs> but is there like a middle class a wealthy and a poor or is it just kind of like yeah rich and poor? i
0: would say so um <laughs> i would say so yeah okay There's the poorest of the poor, yeah, middle class, and uh, the wealthy, like celebrities and politicians and stuff like that, and business owners.
1: you feel like you grew up kind of like in the middle class Filipino family? I
0: want to say kind of like in the middle, but but under middle class-ish, I want (laughs) to say. Um, Sorry about that. I mean, obviously, I didn't really... I was, you know, I grew up there until I was 10 years old, so I don't... Didn't really... Had a feel of how the finances are like. Yeah. You know, there yeah, was. I true. mean, uh, for, for, for as far as I know, there was always food on the table. My mom made sure of that. So our living condition in the Philippines, I consider, I consider it as like more of like a under the middle class. Okay. <laughs> Where I mean. My mom considers us being poor, but we're okay. Yeah. Like how I see it, we had food on the table. There's water. There's sh- you know shower and whatnot. We had we had a roof over yeah. our heads, right? So I mean, like when I was just talking about people with no roofs over our heads, that's obviously I consider I consider that being really poor. Yeah. So I want to say just be- below uh, middle class. Yeah. Everything and it, it, I think
1: that's more of an American thing, to be honest, like, mm-hmm. and it's cool that, like, you know, it, it, when we live in a capitalist, materialistic society and it's like, it's always about what you have and having more and, you know, um, you know, th- then people from the Philippines, like you said, you were happy in the rain and as yeah. long as you had food in the roof, you know, yeah. like there was no concept of like poor, rich or whatever. You were just happy and you, knew you had, mm-hmm. you had enough, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was like a good upbringing. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. So now you're 10, you realize you're leaving your country yeah, leaving, yeah. to go to a, a brand new country. Yep. What was that like as a 10 year old?
0: Uh, it was scary. Um, uh, it was, it was such a, I felt like I was heartbroken in yeah. a way because yeah. I, I was leaving, I was saying bye to my friends. Yeah. Like I was saying bye to my friends, my neighbors, you know, the people that you see every single day of mm-hmm. your life. Cause yeah. I grew up in that compound. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, like, all the things I used to do is, like, go down, go walk down the street and buy some chips from this, um, you know, this old people who had a little store, right? Yeah. Sorry, 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 store. There's a bunch of that. And just, like, saying bye to that neighborhood and everything that you see, the environment, mm-hmm. it was, like, surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy thinking, uh, talking about it right now. It's been, like, what, 20 years? Yeah. It's been 21. Yeah, 20 years. So it was like, holy shit, you know, and, and I haven't been able to go back there and I do want to visit, but my mom always, says, always tells me don't go there if I get kidnapped or whatever. But well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just remember that feeling like it was it was a it was pure sadness that I'm yeah. leaving. I'm saying bye. What? Yeah. And I was also also I was also scared, but I was mainly sad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What was your impressions of what you... What did you think the United States was going to be like? Cold. Cold? Like snow <laughs> and
0: snow. really cold and a lot of um, chocolates. A lot of
1: chocolates. See, guys, like, yeah. you know, we grew up here and yeah. then this is what people from different countries, they think it's cold and chocolate. Yeah. This is a, a young 10-year-old Filipino girl coming to the yeah. United States would think lots of chocolate and very and it's cold. cold as, yeah. Uh,
0: Remember um, that movie... Um, Macaulay Culkin. um, Home Alone? Home Alone. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah,
1: me too. That's an awesome
0: movie. But yeah, it was cold. Literally when I got here, um, the airport that we flew in is San Francisco Airport. I remember in year 2000 and it was really cold. Yeah. Like the the air was so different. It was like like icy. Yeah. I'm breathing ice. Yeah. You did
1: come to a colder uh, uh, part of the United States too. I mean, San Francisco is not cold like like Chicago or something. Right, right, right. But coming from the Philippines, the tropical Mm -hmm. island, beautiful paradise to come to San Francisco, I guess, yeah, would be pretty cold. Yeah. Um, Was that your first time ever on an airplane? Yes. Oh, wow. What was that like?
0: it was, uh, was it like a 12-hour ride? I think it was a, yeah, direct flight, 12-hour. It was hard to sleep. Um, Obviously, I couldn't move anything. As a little girl, like, I just want to move. I want to play, right? Yeah. Very active. And, um, I couldn't sleep for a long time. I did take a nap. Um, I remember when the when we were landing and my ears was bugging me yeah. so hard, like, air, like it up. hurt so bad. Oh wow, it hurt so bad. Like so oh my, that it was, was 21 years ago, and you yeah. could still remember. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, that's
1: crazy, right? That must have been like a very unique experience. Very
0: unique experience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so now. What what made your family come to San Francisco of all places?
0: So my my dad is a he's a military veteran, right? So okay. basically, um my aunt, his sister, um, used to be married. Um, Uncle Don, he passed away now, he used to be married to he he used to be in the military as well. So we I guess my aunt had a lot of help from his husband, her husband. So that's why we were um we were petitioned by her, okay. by my aunt. So, your aunt was already here? And my in the uncle, yeah. Okay. My dad was already here, too. And apparently, we're supposed to surprise my dad, I guess. <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, I don't, I could ask my dad now if he yeah. knew we were coming. So, he
1: didn't, he, he didn't know. Because he, he was
0: surprised. Him. He oh, was wow. very surprised. And yeah. we're. Su- it was supposed to be a surprise for him. So, it wasn't my, me, my mom. I mean, obviously, it's not my decision, but it wasn't my mom's decision. It was more of like, my aunt.
1: Okay, so I your think. aunt is that your dad's sister? Sister, yeah. Oh, okay, sister. got it, got it. So your dad's sister planned it all. You know <laughs> what?
0: I have to ask her now. Yeah. I'm the doctor. Yeah, I gotta yeah. go back. Yeah. yeah. Gotta go back to history. Yeah. Now of... you have something to go I back. Because ha- I really have no idea. Now, yeah. now that you ask, like, holy shit, why did we come here? Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
1: So how long and was your dad here before you guys came? He's
0: been here since I was born.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> Ten yeah. years.
0: 89. He's been here um, since 89. Oh, wow. I think he came to America back in the 80s because uh, most of his siblings already are already here. Or whatever. Okay. He joined the military, right?
1: He joined the United States? Navy. Okay.
0: Yeah, he oh, okay. joined the Navy. Um, okay. Yeah, he was here. I think I was only able to see him maybe once when I was in the Philippines. Wow. Back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So... Why why did your dad come first? Was it just the military? Or? Military
0: and obviously to provide for okay. his family. Yeah, that,
1: That's a big deal, you know. Like, you hear that even to this day all the time. Like, you know, uh, one parent leaves and basically goes to a different country mm-hmm. just to give the family a better life. Yep. So that's, yep. that's pretty crazy. But I guess it worked. Here yeah. you are. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, yeah. right?
0: It, it's <clears throat> funny. I love that we're talking about this now because it... it it makes me appreciate so much why i'm here yeah (laughs) i'm so lucky to be here yeah you know and it's crazy because like um i feel like i definitely i definitely did take that for granted the opportunity of being here because there's a lot of people in the philippines that that waits more than five years just to to come to america and live a better life yeah you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. now like knowing that and and having that awareness makes me want to just do more and do bigger things yeah you know what i'm saying yeah
1: no i agree with you um you know i'm not an immigrant but my my father was an immigrant Mm -hmm. right and uh what i've learned from the immigrants that i know is that you know they just appreciate any opportunity more they appreciate being here and like me i was born here so sometimes when you're born here you kind of take things for granted you Mm -hmm. know the fact that you know uh you can do whatever you want right. you know you can go to school you can you can pretty i mean i know uh, that you know there's i mean pretty much this country the united states is for anybody who's wants to work for, for it they can pretty much do anything they yeah, want, right for sure i know we got some weird stuff going on right now with, yeah. our, with our country but i don't we're not this is not a political podcast so mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about that mm-hmm. but um yeah it's 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 a, it's a it's an amazing story i mean your father left his family for 10 years <laughs> And then was actually surprised <laughs> by yeah. his sister, yeah. you know, uh, bringing over yeah. his his family. So was it just you and your mom when you guys came My here? My brother. And your brother. My, yeah. Is he older or younger? Older. Three okay. years older. Three years older. Yeah. Okay. And, and so where, what does your brother do now?
0: He's in the Philippines um, finding his way. Mm. Finding his purpose. I want to. Let's just put it that way. That's right. I remember you told me that. Let's just put it that. That'll
1: way. be for another episode. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he's finding his yeah. way.
0: He's. Uh, I love him and I miss him every single day. And yeah. you know, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I obviously jump on this podcast too, it's like not only the opportunities, but you know, just using this platform because I do. I've always felt like I have a voice, I have something to share. So you know. I'm but really
1: you know like what? That. Through this, uh, through this journey. Um. I think we're both going to discover a lot about ourselves and a lot. And then through our discoveries and through our experiences, we want to share this with all you people out there that maybe you're sitting there in your cubicle or you're Mm -hmm. sitting there and, you know, in quarantine right now, or maybe you just are not happy. And, or maybe you feel like you have something bigger to do in this world. And, or maybe you're an immigrant and you're not, you know, living the American dream this podcast is gonna be here for you to get inspired to be able to either figure it out or, or if you know what it is and you're scared, just go do it because that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, so let's get back to that. Like you, you're, you're the lucky one, right? out of Your siblings, you're mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you, you've been here for 21 years. You said no. I, I
0: wouldn't say 20 years because uh, when I come here, I was 10. But the same month I was turning eleven. Okay. So, like so twenty that. years. Twenty years, yeah. A good decades, twenty years.
1: Yep. Uh Two thirds of your life, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and here we are. We're taking the entrepreneurial journey. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so uh, so you're here in the United States. Um, let's fast forward to you know now. Let's talk about. Uh, you were just talking about it. Like, why did you decide? So just a background, real quick. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I, I, I currently have been in my career for about ten years, right? Almost ten years, you know. And mm-hmm. and I and and um, it's an amazing business, an amazing company. I learned a lot in the last nine years. Man, I hope I don't sound nasally, but, anyways, whatever. Hey, just just get it done, right? Action, mm-hmm. right? So, anyways, I learned a lot in the last nine years from this, this company, and it's a great opportunity. It's a seven-figure opportunity, and. Um, Most people would think it'd be kind of crazy or stupid to leave after 10 years Mm -hmm. of being there. Um, But what I realized one day was that, um, you know, um, I just wasn't reaching the levels I I should be reaching. And I've seen so many people in our business absolutely like, you know, achieving amazing things, like becoming multimillionaires, like becoming financially free. Uh, building huge organizations. And I just kept saying like, well, what, why, why am I not getting to where I want to be? Right. Mm. And I know it takes time to be successful, but um, I just always felt like I never really fit in, you know, mm. like I'm, a, you know, growing up, I was always like art, drawing, you know, I would get in trouble uh, because my teachers would tell my mom to, my, my teachers, so I went to a Christian private school. They would tell my mom to punish me for drawing because that's all I do is draw. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyways, I've I always been creative. I did art all the way up until college. Um, but I, I'm, I graduated from high school in 1995. Yeah, 1995, 25 years ago. I'm 42 years old. Those of you guys watching the video podcast will see. I, I know I look very young, right? But I'm 42. Uh, so when I graduated in 1995, uh, graphic design was going to be my major because I was an artist. That's what I had, my talent, mm. my God-given abilities. But in 95, it was... Like brand new right nobody understood nobody knew if it was going to be a, a good career mm-hmm. right uh so i was on an airplane and i met this very successful lady and she kind of like talked to me she saw uh, something i was drawing right and she was like uh it's funny that's a that's a good story i'll tell it right she's like hey uh so we're going to mexico right and i'm on the plane and i'm drawing this football player because i love sports right mm-hmm. and uh and she's like, hey, that's that's really good. She's like, she's like, what's your name? Let me see that. It's like, she grabs the art out of my hands. She's like, this is really good. What's your name? I'm Like, uh, Isaac. She's like, how old are you? I'm like, eighteen. Uh, she's like, are you going to college? I'm like, uh, yeah. And she's like, uh, what's your major? And I was like, graphic design. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole time I was like, why is she asked me these questions, yeah. right? And then um and then she's like, well, do you like to sit in front of a computer twenty four hours a day, seven days a week? And I'm like, at the time I didn't really like technology or computers is brand new i, mean, I did i was fascinated by it mm-hmm. but i wasn't like passionate about it right i was like no and she's like well do you like to have to have a project done within a certain amount of time if you don't get it done you don't get paid i was like no she's like well then don't do graphic design she's like i'm dana monosoft I own Monosoft Corporation. We print all, you know, like the ATM cards, like Wells Fargo with the stagecoach. Her company was the one that printed all those cards. Mm. So she worked with graphic designers on a daily basis. Mm. She's like, don't do graphic design. She's like, these are the top five majors. Anyways, long story short, she was a successful businesswoman. She was on her way to Pepperdine to go teach the students because they had a program at Pepperdine where they would bring somebody that was actually doing whatever industry they're teaching, like actually was successful in it Mm -hmm. to come and teach the kids. And she said, these are the top five majors. I want you to choose one. And uh, it was like business, like medical field, law, whatever. So out of all those, I I said, business is probably the one that was better for me. So I completely switched my major from art and graphics to business. Yeah. So anyways, um, I just realized that, you know, I, I I didn't have the uh, desire or the drive to do what it what I needed to do to to really make it and my whole life you know if someone would ask me, hey um, Isaac, what's your biggest fear you know besides spiders and sharks you know uh, and big dogs because of something that happened when I was young, I would say being average right mm. so yeah, you know That's so I, I I found out that I had I was becoming like pretty pretty average in in my life in my career i mean don't get me wrong i had achieved like a senior broker position and uh you know i had qualified for a you know a certain company trip that was the top one percent so I, I was i i i did achieve certain levels but i just felt like i was not i was just kind of just just average you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh and that was not that was not a good feeling. That wasn't selling well, you know. Mm-hmm. So then I, you know, quarantine happens and we're stuck at home. Yeah. And one of the uh, one of the when the when the quarantine first happened, um, you know, I had prayed and, and I had said, "Hey, God, like by the way, it's not a religious podcast either. We respect all religions, but whatever." Yeah. I prayed and I said, "God." Uh, give me something profound because i I became i started to become one of the speakers of our of our of our company because i'm i I, that's one thing i do appreciate about the last uh this last company is that i learned a skill that i never had right Mm -hmm. and that is like speaking and and and, you know i used to be i used to be afraid i used to be scared to freaking freak i used to be scared i'm not scared to freak by the way but i used to be scared to speak in front of people you know that's that's actually the 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 fear of 98 percent of people some mm. people would rather die mm. than actually go speak in front of a right, crowd right. but I re- but what i realized is that um i actually had a talent for it and because i was forced out of my comfort zone mm. and and so um so i was doing a national um a national zoom for our company and i had prayed before and i, and I said god give me something profound to tell people give me something you know why why is this happening like and what had come to me was God said, you know, um, I'm going to put life on pause so that everyone can take it, can stop and just kind of reevaluate their life and their faith and their family and their finance, like everything in their fitness. Mm-hmm. Just take, just reevaluate your entire life. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's going to be this, take this moment to be able to really dig deep and delve and see if, if you're doing the right thing, right? like if you're doing the right thing with your faith, if you're doing the right thing with your family, and you know, I, I've, I've talked to so many people that said, wow, I, I, just realized I never really spent time with my family. Like this allowed me to get back mm-hmm. and in touch with my family, mm-hmm. spend more time with my family, you know, um, you know, y- your finances, whether what you're doing as a career, if that's what you're supposed to be doing, or maybe you should change right um and uh and so what came to me was you have to stop you're going to give you time to stop to reevaluate and if you're doing the right thing then keep going and go harder right but if you're not doing the right thing it's time to make a change right because when i put life back on play um you're either gonna you're either gonna make the changes or you're gonna stay the same Mm -hmm. right and so, uh, you know, I don't know why, but I had started watching a lot of YouTube videos and then, and then all of a sudden, uh, Joe Rogan, by the way, I want to make a, I'm going to make a vlog or a video about this, but Joe Rogan, who's like the number one podcast, one of the number one podcasts in the world, um, the JRE Experience, shout out to Joe Rogan. Um yeah yeah that's
0: j-o-e-m-j-h-o yeah there you go <laughs> as,
1: as, this is the joe rogan another joe podcast right anyways uh so joe rogan just signed a deal with spotify for a hundred million dollars and i was like what like wait a minute huh like a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. so all of a sudden i realized man if you're a successful creator mm-hmm. you're worth at least a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like the best is worth a hundred million now. Mm-hmm. And that, that reminded me of like when the first pro athlete signed million dollar deal. So all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me that there's an industry where you can be creative. Uh, I can be aligned with my natural gifts. Um, it's fun. I can I can surround myself with people like me, creative, mm-hmm. artistic you know, uh, people that love to travel and do all that kind of stuff, you can actually earn a living out of that. And I was like, man, so so for me, that's where this whole podcast and, you know, it's gonna eventually be a, we're gonna have a YouTube channel. So look out for that, right? Um, a video podcast, YouTube channel and, and a podcast. And I said, you know what? I can take all the stuff I learned the last 10 years and realign with my creative self, mm-hmm. uh, my naturally created self, mm-hmm. And, 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 and if I just really do what I learn it takes to be successful, which is the go all in, be committed, you know, no matter what, make it to all diversity, work hard, be, you know, just, just bust it, you know, then I could, you know, eventually have a career that I love mm-hmm. where I live fulfilled. And, uh, the ultimate goal is to, you know, sign a deal 10 times bigger than Joe Rogan with mm. a major. A major you know creator so mm. that's kind of where this all this all came about right yeah, yeah so uh so that's that's kind of where where this podcast came about we uh we we're, we're here and joe and i were we're following our our bliss we're following our our our, our natural gifts we're aligning with our creative side um and, uh, you know, it's not going to be perfect in the beginning, but done is better than perfect. You know what mm. I mean? And and, uh, you know, we clicked a lot like, you know, so let's go back to that. Um, I mean, I actually am very grateful for the, the company because that's where you and I met. Yep. Right. You know, and uh, if it weren't for me being working there and, you know, and some of my business associates, we, you and I would have never got, got mm-hmm. to meet. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I used to have an office in Pleasant in California. And, uh, uh, the, the people that have brought Joe and Joe actually worked for our, our company for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they brought you into the office yeah. and, uh, that's where we kind of got to know each other and we mm-hmm. just started, started talking, you know, and just kind of clicked it. I don't know if you, I mean, I know everybody out there has met somebody in their life that, you know, just things just go, they flow. Like mm-hmm. you f- like, I mean, literally, I think this is like the fifth time we've ever seen each other. I
0: think so. Within three years. Yeah, within with, three years, guys. Within
1: three years, this yeah. is the fifth time we've ever actually seen each other. Yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: we're already planning a podcast big and things. a business and a future and big <laughs> things together, right? Yep. So that that's a lesson to you guys. Like, uh, What do you say all the time? It doesn't take time. It takes...
0: Yeah. So it doesn't take time. It just takes alignment. Yeah that's from Abraham hicks
1: abraham hicks right yeah. and by the way that's a female <laughs> uh yeah. but um
0: i'll tell you more about her it, yeah. but anyway this is another story yes. i shout out to her i love her yeah
1: so, <laughs> so it doesn't ta- yeah there you go it doesn't take time it takes alignment because yeah. we've only actually have been in each other's presence for five times in the last three years mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here we are with the podcast set up <laughs> recording our first podcast taking action Mm -hmm. going out there and by the way that should inspire you guys out there you know hey if you want to do something just figure it out do it by the way youtube is an amazing resource you know like you can hey there's no excuse for i don't know nobody should ever say i don't know in this Mm -hmm. world anymore Mm -hmm. because knowledge is everywhere right knowledge is at your fingertips right so if anybody says i don't know they're just not putting the effort they're just lazy they're just exactly they're just lazy right (laughs) or uninspired so knowing is not the issue now it's about taking action right Mm -hmm. because you can go to google you can go to youtube you can read books um and here we go uh just a few months of 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 me um basically living on youtube (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you know watching you know because another thing i learned uh, in my life is that if you want to be the best, you have to study the best, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like always study success because success leaves clues, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And failure also leaves clues, right? Mm-hmm. So I started. I started just you know the algorithm kicked uh, Mr. Beast into my path, and by the way, he's awesome. I hope one day uh, Mr. Beast and and, uh, and us can collab on something, right? You're awesome, man. Um, You're doing big things. Uh, So Mr. Beast right now is the fastest growing YouTube channel, PewDiePie, you know, 100 million subscribers, Uh, Jake Paul, right? Uh, Logan Paul, actually, Impulsive Podcast, Mm. and Joe Rogan, right? So I've been studying these people, just kind of learning, watching, and um, through all that knowledge, basically just watching a bunch of YouTube videos, taking notes, uh, talking with Joe, throwing some ideas on a piece of paper, here we are. Right. And, and we're recording our first podcast and uh, we have a, we have we're starting to build a team. And uh, that's another thing I learned um, in my life is that, you know, you don't really need, people don't really care where you're where you're at. They care where you're going. Right. And a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to start something because I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have any followers. I, we I don't have any subscribers. I don't even think we I think we have like one follower on Instagram. Oh, I think we have like 10 followers on Instagram. We haven't even really released the Instagram yet. We have absolutely zero subscribers because we haven't even <laughs> created the YouTube ch- channel yet. Uh, but guess what? We have a, a Zoom H5. We have a couple microphones. We have a camera. We have some lighting.
0: Canon. Shout out to Canon.
1: There you go. Canon. Boom. Hopefully they'll sponsor and Sigma. us. Sigma. Sigma lens right, right? there. Um, we got some sure microphones and uh, and here we are, right? Uh, so yeah that should be an inspiration to all you guys out there that it just takes action man just do it right like like seriously uh, life's too short um, and uh, you have to do what what really what moves you right because you'll end up in a place where you're miserable and it'll affect the rest of your life it'll affect your family it'll affect everything else and you know in this day and age in 2020 with uh, the internet and technology, man, you can make money almost doing everything in this, mm-hmm. in this world. And, but here we are. We're both creative people, and we're following our bliss. And I I, I feel like podcasting is going to be one of my strengths because I like to converse with people. I like to listen. Um, but let's talk about photography because that's your thing, right? Yeah. Um, Joe's an amazing photographer. Um, she has a lot of things she wants to do with photography. So... Let's talk about the photography so how did you get into photography when did you get into it uh talk a little bit about that
0: yeah so from what i can remember um when my nephew was born back in 2009 i had an iphone so i started taking photos of him every single time i see him i just like i just don't want to miss a thing like aerosmith there you the go song, right? i don't want to <laughs> miss a thing like i, I want to capture every moment it was right. like obsessive in a way yeah. you know what i'm saying so and after, even with my nephew, I started, like, my for some reason, my vision just opened up mm-hmm. in a different way. I'm like, oh, my God, that looks kind of cool. I want to capture it. Boom. Yeah. Start taking photos of random things anywhere I go.
1: By the way, I'm exactly like that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I remember living in Hayward with my with my ex, with my girlfriend at that time, back in Hayward 2011. Um, I remember walking around the streets by Hayward Bart. I remember seeing this graffiti. I couldn't stop staring at it, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a photo. It's like, I followed my bliss, basically, right. right? So, it just went on and on and on. So, I, I basically started as an iPhone photographer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and by the way, with the new iPhone 11, that 11? thing is like, it's a, a legit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the iPhone was what yeah. sparked it. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, that was like, basically my first tool. It was back in 2010. So I started taking photos with iPhone and I just started getting creative, really mm-hmm. getting the mood for it. Like anything I see, you know, just yeah. because of the iPhone too. Yeah, It helps when you have a tool right in front of you that you have every single day. Shout out to Apple, by the way. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. making that phone. That's very um, true.
1: They made it very simple. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I started, you know, photo editing with my phone, um, you know, and then time goes by, I think I want to say, three years later to 2013 i, I got it Had another girlfriend and she bought me a camera oh wow and she actually bought me a camera for my birthday wow she's a nice girl she knows yeah. she knows who she is yeah. so. shout and out to thanks. she's to, one of my good friends there you go. yeah <laughs> i'm not yeah. gonna say her name okay. yeah but she's one of my good friends okay. she's like family um so yeah she got me a canon rebel sl1 wow i remember yeah and um uh, and it, obviously, I started taking more photos with that. And, you know, a lot of things happened throughout my life. I was like, I really, I like, you know, people believed in me before I believed in myself right. when it comes to photography.
1: That's amazing.
0: That yeah. was, that's a huge thing, right? It was like, I had, I had a lot of like, um, how do you, stories in my head, like how I shouldn't do this. I should be doing this. I should be doing that, 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 because logically that's what i should be doing right not following my heart not following my bliss right Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like i want to say it was an on and off relationship with my camera and Mm -hmm. photography and you know fast forward later um i think after i was after my last breakup uh with a you know it was a really toxic relationship and so i realized i know
1: all about those dude those are the most fun though for some reason you're (laughs) silly okay that's anyway that's another story um (laughs) it
0: made me realize like go back to the things i I love doing like i have to focus on me no matter what what i love doing and how i can progress right so i basically um i started um taking classes back in 2016 i want to say and then i jump into doing professional photography 2017 okay so, so like I've been three a, years ago yeah so i've been i've been a freelance photographer I I for about three years now yeah um yeah and then this whole lockdown quarantine happened i got some time off and kind of like sat with myself and i'm like what do i really want to do like i know there's i already have all these plans lined up right but like I've always wanted to travel and explore and be a tourist in my own state. Right. But I was always working. Right. I was always seeing people, whatever, not, you know, like people you have to go see and me and whatnot. Always Mm -hmm. working. And I've always just want to explore and go to different places because I'm naturally curious, Mm -hmm. like how I was when I was a little girl. I want to go this place. What's over there? Yeah. I don't care if it's dangerous. Let's go. Yeah, so
1: you're one of those, right?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those. We're like, yeah. oh, shoot,
1: it's crazy. Yeah. yeah,
0: let's go see what's up. You know, at the end of the day, we're all just human beings. It's mm-hmm. not like, I I feel like even though, even if you go to a lot of dangerous, dangerous places in the world, you can still connect with people. Right. Because we're all human beings mm-hmm. living in planet earth and just living in a different world. Like, you yeah. know, different worlds in our minds or whatever. But, um, so yeah, I've been a freelance photographer for the last three years and uh basically when this whole lockdown quarantine happened I really had to like sat sit with, i sat with myself and meditated and realized like wow I really wanna just explore and take photos and you know and obviously go to different countries and I wanna be able to use my photography as as a voice for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, I was watching this uh the series on on Netflix called Tales by Light. Okay. So basically, these photographers go to different countries, and one of them are you know, um, Orlando Bloom, UNICEF uh, ambassador. So Actor? he's not yeah. Okay. He's not he's not the photographer, but he's out there, and there's other photographers. So it's basically um, showing that there's parts of like India, like these little kids wake up every morning and pick up trash on the train tracks. Right. And that's really dangerous. They look like my nephew, nephew's age, right? And wow. like basically just knowing that this type of stuff happens in different parts of the world makes me feel like I have a bigger purpose when it comes to photography. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to like, you know, use use uh, photography to, you know, ex- gain bring them some ex- kind of exposure mm-hmm. so other people can help and learn about what they're doing. Yeah, like tell a world. story. Yeah, tell a story.
1: Or tell their story. Yeah, to and I
0: i am very resource, resourceful and I know that you know once I'm I am i am able to go to different countries and uh, I would I could figure out ways to like have other people help them out, yeah. you know, not you know using photography in other ways. So yeah.
1: Well, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Yeah.
0: So. It made me cry. One of those episodes on Tales by Light, it really made me cry. It was oh. like, holy shit. Like, this is happening in different parts of the world, and we had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. So, if it wasn't for photography and videos, we would never know what's happening. That's true. Different parts of the world.
1: iPhones. Going back unless to iPhones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless you go yeah. travel. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, but I realized how much I just want to follow my bliss. Yeah. And, you know, on I think it was Joseph Campbell who said, follow your bliss. Simple as that. Yeah.
1: So. You told me something about that. Is it the three wins? Can yeah. You, can you explain that?
0: By Kyle sees, Um. So basically what you're doing with your life, right? You got to think about like, is it fulfilling you? Is it giving you self-fulfillment, right? The second thing is like, is it is it being at service for other people? Is it fulfilling other people? Right. So the third win should be about like, does it is it making the world a better place? So that's three wins right there.
1: So, can you repeat the three wins again?
0: So, the first win is uh, is it fulfilling you what F- you so doing? So, fulfilling yourself, your purpose, yep. your, your bliss. Purpose, okay. Yeah, the second would be is it fulfilling other people? So, helping others, helping others, right? And the third win would be is it making the world a better place? Make the world a better place. Yeah.
1: So, there you guys heard it, right? Follow your bliss help others, and make the world a better place. Shout
0: yeah. out to Kyle C's, The Illusion of Bunny. That was a good book. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, that, that's awesome. And and so so your goal, your ultimate goal through mm-hmm. photography is not only to travel, yeah. but to share the story of people who don't have a voice through your pictures. Is that-
0: Absolutely. Not just that. I mean, that's also like, you know, that's another thing I want to do with photography. The other thing is... very. Pretty much expressing myself okay. through art okay and i have a lot of ideas in my head like so many ideas so so yeah. can you
1: give can you give us an example of like how how what what's a joe how do you express yourself through a, through a photography? To photography
0: um i'm gonna start doing a lot more self-portraits okay self-photography of how i would be feeling if it, like the type of mood like if i'm like going through like a very dark time how would i want to put that out as a as a photo okay like obviously it's going to be really moody it's going to be kind of darkish yeah so just self a lot of self-expression and not just with me but also with other people you know what i mean and and basically putting our emotions in in photographs yeah and obviously other people can resonate with that relate with that so that builds more connection too with other people
1: so it's good you're going to actually put yourself in front of the camera yeah as well yeah yeah because i know most people (laughs) behind the camera they like to be behind but guess what she's gonna be in front of the camera from now on and uh we're gonna we're gonna do some amazing things so talking about the photography i know you had shared some pictures of some uh, bartenders i think it was in guatemala guatemala antigua yeah i love that
0: place Shout out.
1: so uh (laughs) Guatemala,
0: Guatemala. If you guys
1: want us to go, let us know. We are going, actually. Yeah, so. <laughs> but you know, if we get some sponsors, that'd be a little better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, talk a little bit about that. Like, talk a little bit about, or if you, I don't know if you want to share that. But yeah. The Guatemala experience, but just, in, in other words, the bartender experience. Because part of this podcast, uh, people out there, uh, listeners, I don't know how you say it, but we could edit that. Audience. <laughs> Audience, uh, beautiful people out there. Bliss followers or people that are about to break the chains and follow your bliss. Um, part of what we want to do is we want to travel. like We want to yep. see the world. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be shown through our voices, through her camera, mm-hmm. and through uh, through uh, YouTube videos, right? But we want to go and we want to see the world because, you know, I worked in the retirement industry. That's my previous career actually still. I mean, I'm still going to be involved in the business in some, some sort, right? But... Um, part of my job was meeting people that were going planning retirement, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, I would ask every single person I sat down with, I would ask them, what are your dreams and goals in retirement? And I'd probably say 99.9% of people said, I want to travel mm-hmm. 99.9. It doesn't matter what background, mm-hmm. where they came from, mm-hmm. whether they were born in the U.S. or not. The number one answer was travel. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, if that's what everybody wants to do when (laughs) they're sixty-five or seventy, and most of their life is already gone, why don't I figure out a way to do that and that be my life every single day? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they say uh, the you know, and if you're an employee, don't take this the wrong way, but they say most employees or people who have jobs they don't like. They love the weekend. It's like Happy Hump Day because mm-hmm. guess what? You're halfway through the week. Yeah. TGIF because that week is over mm-hmm. and you know, you know, uh, you know, cause then you can go party on Saturday and then Sunday, fun day, and then guess what? You're back all, mm-hmm. you're back to it on Monday. Mm-hmm. Right? So they say the goal in life is not to have a job you want to escape from is to have a life that is like a constant vacation. Right. So, you, so it doesn't even matter what day it is. Right. It's almost like every day is a blur because it's the same. And that's our vision. That's our goal. We want to wake up every day and say, what are we going to create today? Who are we going to talk to today? How are we going to help and inspire people today? Mm-hmm. What parts of the world are we going to see? And mm-hmm. and through our travels and through our experiences, we're going to share that with you guys and, and give you guys all the tips and tools and, and how to's and our experiences, the good and the bad and and, and through her beautiful uh, photography, through our voices, through the channel, through our creative minds, we're going to share that with you guys. So, um, but yeah, getting back to that is like, you know, if 99.9% of people say that their goal when they're done working 40, 50 years of their life is to travel, why not make that? Your everyday life right yeah. Yeah. Why, why not yeah why not why not take the leap take the jump and figure it out you know what i mean and if, and if you do have a job don't get me wrong if you have a family and kids i'm not telling you to just quit your job and be like hey family we're gonna go make this happen but y- you know you can have it all if you schedule it in right mm-hmm. it's about doing your work and then when you get home from work spend time with your family and then spend a couple hours four or five hours just busting it, trying to create something, you know, yeah. create something that'll eventually free you from that, if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's part of our, that's part of our, our that's our plan and our goal. So, getting back to photography, um, uh, do you see yourself like ever doing anything uh, other than photography, um, uh, as far as in the creative realm, or is it going to be mainly photography?
0: Um. Well. I've, oh, I want to say music is my first love. Music. All right. But cool. not, I'm not going to sing. I'm not. I mean, I've written stuff before, you know, share some with friends. Um,
1: really? Like what kind of music?
0: I, all kinds of music. But like ma- mainly I want to create instrumental. 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 Beats, okay. Yeah.
1: So like hip hop.
0: It could be anything. It Doesn't and matter. Electronic. It could be it could be mix, yeah. a mix of like some EDM, some EDM and hip hop, and some R and B or electronic. Doesn't hmm. matter. I just yeah. like sounds. I like okay. sounds in general. Okay. I, wanna, I think I want to start messing with that. Ah, so there because... you go. <laughs>
1: follow your bliss sound, yeah, right? I bliss love sound. Music. You know, it's the funny others. about music is my dad was actually a singer songwriter, so music mm. is in my blood except I got no singing talent mm. whatsoever. Mm. so I mean that, that would have actually been my first choice. just like nice, ironically nice. if I could sing, I would be a singer. Yeah. Like, I'd be like Luis Miguel. He's like this very popular Latin singer or like a Frank Sinatra or whatever. but God said no, nice. that's not my plan right I, I, I do have like natural talent for piano and certain instruments right um, but uh, but yeah. Um, you know, music has always been—it's a passion of mine. I love mm-hmm. music. There's something that they say about music that it just kind of—it affects a different part of the brain, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know, like they've—they've they've had people who have actually lost their memory, but they could play a song that's important mm. to them, and it'll help bring back their memory. It'll take them to a place, which is pretty crazy, right? A- a- another thing is I watch PewDiePie sometimes. Shout out to PewDiePie, right? Um, but he like he'll make like a funny sound or like and then he'll like turn it into a song because he also kind of creates music, too. So, well, that's cool. Well, so, actually,
0: another thing I want to add filmmaking, like filmmaking. a short story, like a short. Um, I've been around people who created film um, basically like a, what do you call that? A short film. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy how like um, a three minute film basically can be done in 24 hours Wow, 24 hours then obviously you gotta do the editing and stuff yeah. like that but I think just creating like a powerful story but even though it's like a 3 minute 5 minute 10 minute film mm-hmm. I necessarily I'm not gonna be the one obviously like um, behind the camera but I wanna I wanna be directing it in some way I wanna be able to um, sit with a few other people and create like a very impactful story and be one of the basically writers or creators, whatever it's called. I'm very inspired. Um, I feel like we're in the right place, the right time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like I don't want to be 40 or 50 or 60 hey, or I'm 40. What are you talking about? All right, I don't want to be 50, 60, kidding. 70. I look 26
1: and feel 26 and, it's all good. and
0: be like, oh my god, I should have done this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't regret is one of my biggest fears. Inspired, yeah. my biggest fear yeah. actually. So.
1: They, they say um, when, when you're old and, and about to pass away, they say you're, you're not ever going to regret the things you did. You're going to regret the things you didn't. You didn't
0: do, though. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: And by the way, you know, like, you know, you mentioned something earlier. You had like a, a, a on-off relationship with your camera. Yep. And yeah, let's talk about that real quick because I can kind of relate to that. Yeah. The reason mm-hmm. why most of us struggle with following our passions is because we're kind of taught. By parents or people mm-hmm. around us that we're supposed to do something because it's what worked for them or it was like their thing or it's what they think is best for us. Mm-hmm. But really the only people that know what's best for you is you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I have a story, um, you know, about where, when I was young, I, I was able to get a internship in the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, I was 18 years old and I worked for the Oakland Raiders and, You know, it was an amazing achievement. I wrote the team a letter, and that's how I got in, right? Um, I I guess we could talk about that. I'll try to make it as quick as possible. So, um, you know, all our lives, I don't know if your parents were like that, but my parents were like, go to school, get a job, Mm -hmm. you know, and... uh, I don't know if you were pigeonholed into like nurse or mm-hmm. post office, right, you know. Nurse, medical field. Yeah, for yeah. me it was just get a get a degree and go work in tech somewhere, you mm-hmm. know, cuz both my parents worked in the Silicon Valley and you know they did well. I mean, for them, for the baby boomers it worked, right? But for our, my generation and maybe yours, I don't think it works, right? No. But um, no. you know, my dad was passionate about music and he gave up music very young and uh, you know, he never pursued his bliss. Um, and to this day, he picks up a guitar and he lights up. Right. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not faulting him for that. He did what he felt was best. And he was a great father and he raised mm. a great family. But we're always taught, like, you know, you have to do this. You have to do this. Right. But nobody ever asks us, like, what do we really want to mm. do? Right. Mm. So somewhere along the lines, I was like 18 years old. I would always loved sports. Right. Mm. Growing up. All my friends were good athletes. I wasn't, <laughs> but I like sports, right? So I grew up in the baseball generation. I grew up in the '90s. It was all about baseball, you know. And and then '95 uh, strike came, and baseball kind of stopped. And then the Oakland Raiders had moved up to Oakland, back from L.A. to Oakland, and and uh, I went to my first NFL game ever, right? And it was an electric experience. Like, the Coliseum was sold out. Mm-hmm. Like, Napoleon kicked, Kaufman ran the kickoff back. The first kickoff, ran it back for 95 yards, mm-hmm. touchdown. The crowd was electric. Like I, like, I, we couldn't even hear each other. Like, this is how close we'd be. I'd mm-hmm. be screaming. You couldn't even hear me. That's how loud it was, right? And the energy, and it just so it lit something up in me. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know, like... I don't know what, but this is what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Like something like it was like I found my passion. Like it was it was it was the NFL, like football, right? So I tried to play, but I hurt my back in a car accident and I was no good. I kind of sucked. So mm-hmm. my Rudy attempt ended before it even started. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the movie Rudy, but it's like a guy that tries to play. Anyways, the listeners out there will understand that one, but so my Rudy attempt ended before it even started. So I figured, what's the next best thing? But mm. to work in sports, right? Mm. But I mean, how? I mean, I had no idea um, how I was gonna do it, right? But I just remember we got AOL, right? So I don't know if you remember. I, I I've
0: used okay, AOL. Yeah. So, aim.
1: Yeah, A- A- aim. So mm. back AOL dominated everything. So I would be on chat rooms and I'd be on ESPN.com and and. Um, And you know what? Uh, The Raiders just had like a horrible season. It was like, it was two years later. It was 1997. They went four and 12. And I was like, you know what? I just want to be heard. I'm going to write them a letter. Mm -hmm. So, like, I wrote a three page letter Mm -hmm. and I sent it to Al Davis, to Bruce Allen, to John Gruden because he was the coach at the time and he's the coach again now. And I said, I just want to be heard. And I was like ripping the team. And I was like, we need this and we need that. And there's no leadership. And I was like, I don't even, I don't care. I expected like a sticker from the secretary, like, thank you for being a fan, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I get an email from the general manager, like Bruce Allen himself. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: He said, thank you for your love and passion in the Oakland Raiders. Our personnel staff is reviewing some of your suggestions. Uh, We feel that 11 draft picks and some free agents will help us improve our team. And I was like, what? I was like, huh? I was like, I'm 18 years old. I get my information from ESPN.com. And the general manager responded to me. Mm. But then I was like, ooh, light bulb. I was like, I have his email. Yeah. Right? And so I would come home from college and I would write six, seven, eight emails a day. We should sign this guy. We should do that. And (laughs) to my shock, he would respond. Uh It would be like one-liners like, no, yes, we can't do that. I remember... um, I said we should trade for Eric Allen because we need a defense, right? I said he, the Saints want to trade him, or I don't know if he was. I think it was on the Saints or the Eagles. I think it was the Saints. They only wanted fourth round draft pick or a third round pick, and then he's like, "We got somebody today," but he couldn't tell me because it didn't come out on ESPN until three days later because yeah. it was slow back yeah. then. And then I read in the newspaper Raiders trade for Eric Allen, right? So, anyways, I'm not saying they were listening to me, but we were on the same page. Yeah. So literally after like. Four months of me harassing him, basically, right? He calls my house, like I'm sitting there, um and we're coming in from Costco. I still remember the day we're coming in from Costco. My sister answers the phone. She's like, Isaac, there's some old guy on the phone for you. He was my age, by the way, right? Showing, <laughs> he was like, he was 42 at the time, right? She's like, Isaac, there's some old guy on the phone for you. I'm like, huh? I'm like, hello. He's like, Isaac. I'm like, yeah. He's like, Isaac Estrada. I'm like, yes. He's like this is Bruce Allen. I'm like, oh, hi. Uh, hi. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm helping my parents bring in the groceries. You know. He's like, you know what? I, I want to know what you're all about. He's like, he's like, I want, I want to meet you. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, hell yeah. He's like, can you come down to training camp and interview with me? I was like, well, let me see, you. let me ask my parents, right? But, but uh, he's like, yeah, come down to training camp. And it was in Napa, and I had never driven that far. I was only like 18 or whatever been driving for two years he's like can you come down to camp I'll get you passes we can sit down and I'm like sure boom so (laughs) I'm like what the hell like what so anyways I I asked my best friend and we drive up to Napa and because they practice in the Napa Valley Marriott Mm. like they rent out the whole hotel Mm. and and so I'm, I'm my my parents had always taught me like dress sharp right yeah it's like a hundred degrees outside i have a suit right and i'm walking up to training camp and everyone's like in shorts and and this guy comes up to me his name is paul kelly paul works for the redskins right now if you if you're listening to this paul what's up man but um so paul comes up to me and he's kind of one of those like straightforward guys like he's like excuse me he's like i don't mean to be rude but what the hell are you doing here (laughs) i was like uh i have a meeting with bruce allen he's like looks at me like i'm crazy he's like well bruce allen rarely ever does if he ever does meet anybody why would he want to meet you and i was like uh he called my house you know <laughs> and then he's like hold on let me go talk to mr allen so you know the internet was brand new i was yeah. like oh man i was like somebody played a joke on me like i got catfish before i even knew what the hell catfish was you know and um so anyways five minutes later he comes out oh uh, Sorry about that, guys. Uh, uh, Here's your passes. Uh, Mr. Allen will be out in five minutes. You guys can sit there and watch practice. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought, right? So anyways, um, Bruce Allen comes out. He's my age at the time. Young, 42 years old. He's a general manager of the Raiders. And there's only 32 NFL teams. So there's only 32 jobs in the world. He has Mm -hmm. one of them, right? He's the son of a Hall of Fame football coach. He's like, you must be Isaac. He's like, loosen up that tie. (laughs) He's like, you look kind of hot. He's like, we're not like that around here. Oh, you know, he said, loosen up that tie. We're not like that around here. He's like, you know what? You look kind of hot. Let's go inside. (laughs) And he gave us like t-shirts. And so he brought us into the the bar in the hotel. And we sit down and he's like, all right, Isaac. He starts chewing tobacco, by the way. He's like, so he's like, what is this all about? Like, what do you want? And I, I don't know. I was just a crazy young kid. I was like something clicked. I was like, I had to say something good. I'm like, I want your job. Like that. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, he looks at me like I'm crazy. like, who the (laughs) hell is this guy? Right. And he's like, well, my job just might be available sometime in the future. He's like, but for now, let's talk about the internship program. Mm -hmm. Right. And he proceeded to tell me it was very difficult. There's only, there's thousands of people that apply. They only have seven, but he put in a good word for me. Right. So, um, he's like I have to write this other guy who's Mark Ortega. Mark if you're out there hello how's it going hope you're well I think you're um, I think you're with the Redskins or maybe I thought I saw you on the Raider side like, anyways what's up Mark so anyways he said you have to write Mark Ortega he's the guy that he's the administrative assistant to head coach John Gruden he's in charge of hiring the interns he's like I can't promise you anything he's like but I'll put in a good word for you mm-hmm. so I was like alright so I ended up writing Mark for probably like another three months, and I didn't really hear anything, right? And I would just write him and ride him and write him, and then finally get the phone call. Isaac, yes. Isaac Estrada, yes. This is Mark Ortega, administrative assistant to head coach John Gruden. I was like, yes. He's like, you know what, Isaac? He's like, I apologize for not getting back to you because I literally shuffled through thousands of applications. And all of a sudden I was like, I didn't get it, you know? He's like, you know, and I only have seven spots to fill. So I was like, all right, he's letting me down nicely, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, but you know what? He's like, you've been the most persistent mm-hmm. applicant I've ever had. And I've been here for 12 years. Wow. He's like, and I can hear the passion in your voice. Mm-hmm. He's like, so I'm going to give you a shot. He's like, show up to camp July. So July, July 17th, 1999. 17. Yeah, 1999 mm-hmm. was my first internship with the Oakland Raiders as an 18-year-old kid who, as a 19-year-old kid now, who wrote a letter, and that's how I got into the team. Wow. So my point to that long-ass story was, the whole time my parents were like, you're wasting your time, you're chasing an impossible dream, they're never going to hire you, do your homework. And the minute I got the job, they're like, my my son works for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So my point to you people out there, is if you're having that struggle like you know between what you really want to do and what your parents or society is telling you to do trust me like go after what you want to do you know what i mean because that moment i proved to myself they say that you can do anything in your life if you really put your mind to it and work hard i literally proved it to myself mm. at 18 i was like holy crap mm-hmm. like i made this happen mm-hmm. like this is nuts. Like I'm working for the, the NFL. I'm 18 years old. I'm an intern with the Raiders. I didn't know anybody. Everybody else in there had an uncle, uh, 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 a parent. They, they knew somebody that got them in, right? I was the only one that earned myself way in there, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing to the story. So um, I, I was kept the longest out of all the interns in 1999. They wanted to bring me on board. I was ready to go into personnel at 18 years old. Mm-hmm. But I never got to meet Al Davis. Rest in peace, Al Davis. Um, I never got to meet Al. I got to meet him once, but I didn't get to know him, right? Um, And they were going to bring me into personnel, Mm -hmm. right? And that's like Al's, like, nobody goes into personnel unless I know you, right? Mm -hmm. Because he didn't trust anybody with his personnel department. So I remember I came in and Mark, I I was like, he's like, I'm going to talk to Al tomorrow he's like come back tomorrow we want we want you we want you to we want to hire you full-time right we like you so I came in and it looked like Mark's dog died or something like he was just like like pacing back and forth like he couldn't look at me he's like you know I, I talked to Al I said you know we like you he's a good kid we want to keep you he's like but he said I don't know him I don't trust him I don't want him around if you guys like him bring him back next year and i remember i was just like man i was like devastated i was like <laughs> i was like trying to hold it in you know yeah. i was like saying my goodbyes and then i was leaving and i was saying bye to everybody in personnel michael lombardi uh he used to work for the raiders he was one of the personnel guys he was really cool mm-hmm. mike lombardi if you're out there shout out to you um he's like hey isaac you ready to help us out today i was like nah you know al said no he's like what that's freaking bullshit. I hate the way they run things around here. And he like stormed out of the... And I was like, wow. Like I felt kind of like, dang, Like I'm just this 18-year-old kid, right? And so anyways, I said my goodbyes. I came back next year. There wasn't an opportunity. The third year, I was supposed to go back. But my parents felt I was still chasing an impossible dream. And I love you parents. I'm not holding this against you, but I'm just saying. Parents, if you're out there, sometimes you need to just let your kids go um, and follow their dreams. So they said, you have to go to summer school. We're not letting you go to the internship. So I missed an internship. And I remember Mark told me, he goes, if you don't get hired the first year or the second year or the third year, just keep coming back. The worst thing you can do is disappear. Well, I was a kid. I had to listen to my parents. I went to summer school cause I wasn't really doing well in school. Um, well, that year, John Gruden got traded to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And all my connections within the organization left with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember they had already promised me a, a job that year. And I called and Paul took over and he said, you know, Mark didn't tell me about that. I heard already filled your spot. So my dream ended there. Right. And, you know, I, they gave me a, a chance to interview for a full time job in two thousand. Three, i think it was a couple years later it, get, it, it went to another guy he's like with the seattle seahawks now and and i went on with my life right mm-hmm. but um my my whole purpose to that story number one to inspire somebody if you're out there and it seems impossible like just do it i mean if you if you believe it more than anybody else and you work and you and you will it to happen and by the way, I was doing affirmations back then. I had no idea what the hell they were. But I had like I always had these older mentors in my life. He mm-hmm. told me, write down, I am an intern with the Oakland Raiders mm-hmm. and put it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I had it in my car, I had it on my bathroom mirror, mm-hmm. and now I'm an intern with the Oak Raiders. I'm an intern with the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. And um, and so yeah, so if you're out there and and, and and you wanna do something, like do it. Like I hope use my story as inspiration because I did something that was most people would think it's impossible. Right. And, and I, I, I willed it to happen. I affirmed it to happen. I worked hard for it to happen. And unfortunately, because of circumstance and because of, you know, my parents believing that it was better for me to go to college, that door closed. Right. But, you know, I don't regret it. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, but my point to that is a lot of times uh, we struggle, you know, because we're programmed to try to live someone else's dream. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, our parents' dream. Usually, we end up living our parents' dream, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you're if if you're out there, and and you know, just just ask yourself: Am I really living my dream? Like, what is if it's if you're not if you're not living your dreams, you're probably living someone else's dreams. Um, but if you really want to pursue your bliss and follow your passion. Go do it because I proved it to myself when I was 18 and that's exactly what we're going to do here with this podcast because I know I've done it. I know what it takes. Like it takes work. It takes effort. I mean, everyone's going to be against you. But if you believe it, if you believe it in your heart, the whole world could not believe you. But if you believe in yourself, it's going to happen. So um, I just want to share that with you, too, because I think that's kind of why a lot of us struggle, you Mm, know, Uh, because we're trying to please everybody else. You know what I mean? And life is not about pleasing everybody else. It's Mm -hmm. about you, because in the end, who has to live your life?
2: Yourself.
1: You do, right? So if you're not living your truth, your purpose, your bliss, you're going to be miserable no matter what, Mm -hmm. because you're not staying true to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what this podcast is about, right? To be true to yourself, to follow your bliss. And uh, you know, I'm 42 years old. I'll be 43 this year. But my entire life has always been about me doing what I want, when I want, wherever I want, with whoever I want, because that's what I want. Hmm. Like freedom is the ultimate, right? Hmm. It's the freedom of choice that defines the new rich, right? I like that. And yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah. so um, that's what this is all about. So um, let's talk about one more thing, and then and then and then uh, and then I think we'll, we'll 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 wrap it up. But let's talk about traveling, right? Because you and I both love traveling, right? And mm-hmm. this is going to be based on travel a lot. You know, I want to, I want this podcast to be a traveling podcast eventually. Yeah. I want us to be able to to pick up and we're doing a podcast in the Philippines. We're doing a podcast in, you know, Greece.
0: Guatemala. At
1: Guatemala, right? <laughs> at, the, at the vegan hotel in Greece. Because yeah. um, we're plant-based, but if you're not, it's okay. We love you too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, so uh, let's talk about traveling. When, when did you realize that, that you love to travel?
0: Um, when oh my god, now I have to think really hard. I feel like I feel like okay, going back to when I was like eight or nine years old.
1: <laughs> when they when they shipped you from the Philippines to the United States?
0: No, before that. I I just love leaving home.
1: Okay. Oh, when you start taking off in the what do they call it? The the, the jeepney, thing? the jeepney. jeepney, or um, not a genie, a jeepney. Yeah,
0: I just love leaving my comfort zone okay i love leaving home i i love get away from the environment i always see every single day in my life and going to a different place and uh meeting different people's seeing different things and having different experiences and learning about you know different things i well i i think i loved traveling before i knew it was called traveling okay. let's put it that way
2: yeah you, you yeah, were just, just curious yeah
0: yeah just that feeling of like oh i'm somewhere else mm-hmm. I'm like far away from home. Obviously, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back home, but I'm in a different environment, different place. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that feeling came about. I was I was under ten years old. Wow. I'm gonna put it. Um, put it that way. What yeah. What do you
1: think sparked that? Because that's kind of that's kind of unique. That's very young to be like. Well, I think what,
0: Yeah. I think what sparked that is just the fact that I don't have to stay in one place.
1: Mm. <laughs> you just like freedom i guess huh exploring
0: i do i do i don't have to stay in one place all the time every single day it's it's gonna be mundane it's gonna be boring i have this i think i was born with this energy of naturally just exploring exploring cultures people music food different places languages doesn't matter i to me the world is our playground and i'm i'm here to play i'm here to make a difference and have fun you know um, yeah i think that would be that would be the root okay <laughs> of me wanting to travel like more than you know more than the same city like you know
1: so not being in one place and just yeah, the world not, is your playground
0: i don't have to be in one place um for a long time
1: yeah and it's true because um you know A lot of times people stay in their city Mm -hmm. their town Mm -hmm. they just never leave you know and the world is so big you know like i grew up here in san jose california bay area silicon valley shout out to the south bay silicon valley just kidding i'm not that crazy about it but um (laughs) uh it's a great place um but it wasn't until I started to leave San Jose that I realized that the world is so much bigger Mm. because you can kind of get caught up in your little group of friends and your little drama. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like the whole world is like, Oh my God. Like you break up with somebody and you feel like your life is ending because you just know your little group of 10 people, Mm -hmm. you know? But the minute you get out Mm -hmm. and, and especially when you leave your country, Mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, the minute you get out and you leave your country you realize wow like the world is fr- is freaking huge yeah. right and and then the, your problems in your little city seem so insignificant mm-hmm. right like for me um growing up my parents never spent money on cars they never bought like fancy clothes they bought real estate and we traveled mm-hmm. that was it right and at first it was like camping you know <laughs> that's like the Mexican vacation right it's camping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or it was like uh, Mexico, obviously going back to see where my dad is from. Um, but the minute I got to go to Europe for the first time, that's when I got the, the whole travel bug, mm. right? So my sister was in AP classes in high school, um, and they had a Europe trip. It was three countries, 16 cities, and 18 days, right? Wow. And they needed chaperones. So I was two years graduated from the same high school she went to, so I was eligible to be a chaperone. Mm and my parents didn't want my sister to go by herself. They said, we want you to go as a chaperone. I said, shoot, heck yeah, you know? So we went to England, France, well, England, France, and Italy, right? Mm. So we went to London, Paris, Florence, Venice, Siena, and Rome. I don't know, it was like, went all over the place, right? Uh, it was just amazing. And, like, man, we went to see the Crown Jewels in London. We went to Big Ben. We went to, like, so it was, like, a touristy thing, but we saw all the, mm-hmm. the best things. Mm-hmm. Went to the Opera House, the mm-hmm. Louvre. So the Louvre Museum in France. I took an art history class at De Anza College, and I was bored out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, why the hell did we study this stuff? Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, why? Like, who needs to learn about Egyptian ruins, right? Mm-hmm. This is me, like, dumb little an uh, 18-year-old American kid that's never been out of San Jose, right? Yeah. Well, never been other than Mexico and, and San Jose, right? And then I go to the Louvre, and I actually see what, it was in the book in person. Mm. And I was like speechless. Yeah. I just remember looking at the uh, Egyptian stuff, and I'm like, I remember I whispered, and I was like, so this is why we study it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And But I would have never, I would have never got that experience had I not, traveled yeah had i not actually seen it now it makes sense to me mm-hmm. like this is amazing like mm-hmm. this is how the heck did they do this mm-hmm. you know this is thousands of years old and then we went to like eat pizza in italy and i remember i ordered a combination mm-hmm. right and they the guy looked at me like i was crazy he's like oh no that is american we don't have we have margarita and i was like oh sorry and then uh and then he and then i tried to share and he's like no one per person right so anyways, I, I, I learned that combination pizza is American. They don't have it in Italy. Maybe <laughs> they do now, but this was like 1998 or 97. Um, I mean, but I ate pizza in Italy, gelato in Venice. Like, I mean, it just, I mean, I was never the same. Yeah. Right? And I just realized, I mean, maybe for you coming from a different country, it's almost mm-hmm. a different perspective because mm-hmm. you already know the world's much bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it being... Uh, American and growing up in a small city like San Jose, I mean, San Jose is huge now, but when I was growing up, it wasn't that big. Mm. Um, it just, I mean, I was hooked, right? I was like, this is amazing. Um, I understand people are different. The world is so much bigger, Mm. you know, the problems I had back in San Jose seem like nothing anymore. Right. Mm. So so yeah and and then like i said in my career everybody says when they want to retire they want to travel yeah but instead of working 50 years retiring at 70 with most of my life gone and then going to travel i want to make that my career like i want to make that this is the purpose of this podcast Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the purpose of this is to inspire anybody if you want to do it go freaking do it you know it's not going to be easy right gonna probably fall on your face you're, you're gonna go through some tough times but if it's truly what you want to do you can do it it's 2020 right it's not 1995 when i had no idea what the heck graphic design was gonna be right it's not 1999 it's not even 2000 right um but yeah that's that's where it is for me and like just meeting new people seeing new experiences i mean the buildings in europe like they're thousands of years old like my sister lives in london you go to a cafe the building could be ten thousand years old. Like the mid medieval people were in that building, the same one.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, that's
1: crazy, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah, amazing. like the United States is probably like a little less than three hundred years old. Like the oldest stuff here is two 300 yeah, years right. old, right? I didn't think about that. Yeah, there you're talking about thousands of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so so um, about traveling like, um. Is there a particular region? Is it just wherever? Like um, what is like what, what where do you, what's your goals? Like where do you want to go? Like
0: all over the world. All over. Every the world. single country.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: There's and, yeah, we can even go outside outside of earth, go, there go, you go. up. Go in space. <laughs> Elon Musk,
1: much. SpaceX, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So is safe and we come back here and like yeah. within days not like years later I mean that's gonna be that's <laughs> gonna
1: be the real deal in the future right yeah um it, there's no limit soon it's gonna be like just going to space is gonna be like going to freaking Mexico you know um yeah. but yeah so I just want to talk about one thing real quick because you mentioned you were the first one with an iPod I was the first person with a mp3 player before iPod existed. Mm. so it was called the archos mp3 player it was this big Mm -hmm. it was like a brick it was heavy and i used to download my mp3s from napster and transfer them on there and it had this brick on my shoulder and i loved it man like i was like and this is before ipod was even created
2: Mm.
1: my idea was it showed the 1970s and it had two girls in like 70s clothes and they were playing a record player and it was staying alive. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to the '80s and it has me like in little, uh, little shorts and a, a headband, and I'm I'm on a little '80s bike and I'm trying to switch the cassette tape mm-hmm. in my Walkman, mm-hmm. and it I falls and I try to catch and I fall off the bike mm-hmm. and shows a little skinny Asian dude like uh, lifting weights, right? And then it cuts to the '90s and it's like CDs, right? And mm-hmm. it's like "Color Me Bad," like I want to sex you up. This guy's trying to get with fresh with this girl and she like disses him. And then it goes to the 2000s because this was in 2003 right and it shows the guy playing his mp3 player in the car and then he pulls up to the house he puts on his walkman oh man my nose is stuffed up anyways hopefully we can edit that he puts on his walkman he's listening to music then he gets into his house and he plugs it into the stereo and he blasts and he starts dancing Mm -hmm. and at the end he goes have you evolved so, no, sorry, in the beginning it says, we here at Gem Shack believe in evolution. Mm. The evolution of the way people listen to music. Mm-hmm. And then at the end it says, have you evolved? That's amazing. And literally the whole class got up. It was like standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that class was a class that pushed us over the top when we ended up graduating. That's
2: awesome.
1: Yeah, and I remember the girl who was giving me a headache the whole time yeah. at the end. She's like, you know what, Isaac? I just want to apologize because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't have graduated. That mm-hmm. was an amazing idea, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like, just thank you. And I was like, wow, and uh, and yeah. So that was the last creative thing I ever did. Was well, that was two thousand and three?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was seventeen years ago, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and that just shows the potential of of how creative. I can be if I'm yeah, in my lane. Yeah, you're a genius. Yeah, thank you. You're a freaking genius, wow, seriously. I appreciate that. I right? like,
0: when you were telling me that story, I see in my head, I'm like, whoa. I would stand up too and wow. like clap on that. Thank yeah, you. that was I awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, now,
1: well, I'm going to take that genius and, and, and surround myself with other artistic geniuses. And there's another evolution happening right now. Yeah. The evolution of the way people consume content, mm-hmm. right? It used to be radio. It used to be TV, but mm-hmm. well, guess what? It's not like that anymore. Now it's podcasts. Now it's YouTube. Now it's Netflix. So let me ask you guys a question out there as we wrap this up. <laughs> uh, we're, we're all about the evolution of the way people uh, take in content. Let me ask you a question. Have you evolved? <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, so that's our story. I mean, we talked about everything from uh, our lives to travel to our creative self, to photography, to experiences, to following your bliss, to to everything you can possibly imagine. And like we said, our goal is to inspire people to go out there and follow their bliss. And, uh, you know, please go to our Instagram and uh, follow us at Bliss Seekers. That's with three S's, Bliss Seekers, um, right there. Right there. Uh, please mm-hmm. uh, like and subscribe our youtube channel um please uh click 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 the little uh button uh so you'll get the updates and uh and yeah tell your friends about us and uh you know this is what we're all about we're gonna bring you lots of experiences lots of stories lots of people following their bliss Mm -hmm. um and um and you know we just want to inspire people and show you that it can happen um and you know what if you stay true to yourself if you're in alignment with who you truly are and uh and you cannot fail in your purpose so i challenge you guys out there um you know uh this is the journey we're going to take you on uh, our goal is to be the number one podcast in the world our goal is to have millions of people leaving uh leaving uh a, a life that doesn't make them happily and happy and following their bliss and and uh and uh, stay tuned next episode you'll have more and more of that and uh any last words
0: Well, I just want to say, definitely follow yourself. Like you said, no one's going to live your life. Nobody else but you. At the end of the day, it's your choice. It's your decision. It's your time. And guess what? We don't get to live forever. Every single day, we're growing. So might as well evolve and follow your heart. Listen to your heart. Talk to your heart. Listen to your heart. And at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's all about you. So what are you going to do for this uh, while you're living here on planet Earth? What will you do for the rest of your life? That's something to think about. Have fun.
1: Have fun and follow your bliss. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Our goal, as always, is to become the number one podcast in the world. And uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Make sure you share this with three of your friends. And if you like our song, our intro song, please check out my good friend, uh, maroni silva's band a dead desire on youtube that song is called the mantra thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you guys on the next one and as always follow your bliss